1977. My girlfriend wants to go to the high school football game for homecoming week. I'm 16 years old. She's 15 years old. I decide to take my motorcycle because it'll be fun. You know, school spirit, apple pie, high school, and hell. Let's take a hit of acid just to make the game more exciting. Is this a great country or what? Welcome to the Insanity Project. This episode is brought to you by High School Spirit. This is not going to turn out like you think it is. You are listening to Episode 4, High School Homecoming and the Melting Cheerleaders. I'm watching this TV show with my wife, and the episode has something to do with homecoming week and football. And my wife says, have you ever been to your homecoming? And I say, well, yeah, but my homecoming was probably not like most other people's homecoming. And then she says, of course it wasn't. And then I proceed to tell her the story of homecoming week and me going to the football game with my girlfriend. It's 1977. I'm 16 years old. My girlfriend is 15 years old. We want to go to the high school homecoming football game and we decide to take my motorcycle. So it's 1977. You do not need to wear helmets in 1977 in California. So, no helmets, at night, I'm 16, she's 15, we decide to go to the game, and you know what, what the hell, let's just take a hit of acid, and let's just kind of see what happens. It will be fun, I'm telling you, it'll be great. So I proceed to tell my wife the story of my high school homecoming football game adventure. And after that, she looks at me and she says, I can't believe you are not dead. And that will become a common phrase whenever I talk about my past to my wife. A little bit of backstory. I met my girlfriend in drama class in high school. Uh, She was a sophomore and I was a junior. And... um, for whatever reason, we hit it off really well. She she was kind of a goody two-shoes. She didn't do drugs. She didn't go to parties. She was just, of course, she was 15. Um, and it's 1977. Of course, I don't know why that makes a difference because a year later now you can become a full-blown drug addict like me. At 16, uh, the drugs are still working for me. They're still fun. Uh, nothing bad has really happened to me yet. So, at this point in time, I'm willing to drag her into my life, put her in danger, and, you know, I'm willing to expose her to all the horrible things that drug addicts will go through. And for some reason, she trusts me, and I don't know why. She she just really was all gaga for me, and I was gaga for her. So, we decided to go to the homecoming football game. And at this point in time, I had a motorcycle But my car was my parents' car that I would borrow. And I'd always have to, you know, mark down my mileage because I had to pay for gas and make sure the car was clean, et cetera, et cetera. 
we decided to take the motorcycle because sometimes we like to lie to our parents and tell them that we're staying at a friend's house overnight. And then we usually go book a motel somewhere and spend the night together. It was just something we did periodically. So we needed a vehicle that we could keep overnight. And I didn't want to, I couldn't use my parents' car. So we decided to take my motorcycle. Now you're thinking, all right, motorcycle, it's 1977. We didn't have to wear helmets back in those days. So of course we didn't because helmets are uncool. So I pick her up on my motorcycle. We drive to the football game and everything is cool. And we're just kind of hanging out in the parking lot. And when we're in the parking lot, I ask her, hey, do you want to take a hit of acid? And she's not sure. She starts asking me questions. Uh, you know, all the usual ones. Are, Am I going to freak out? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to go schizo? You know, all the things a normal person would ask when, when someone's like, here, take some drugs. And, and somehow I convinced her that it's perfectly safe and everything will be fine and I will take care of her. Don't worry. Wow. And she takes it and she trusts me completely. Now, you know, it's high school. We're around all of our friends, parents, high school, football game, lots of activity. And we get to our seats, you know, bleachers, and we're up there, and all of a sudden, things start kicking in. <laughs> so she, and she's never taken it before. I've done it a couple times, but she was totally mesmerized by the colors and the lights and shit melting everywhere and the the high school marching band, and it was just people, you know, people jumping around with cheerleaders and shit like that. We just sat there watching this football game. And I remember, like, we had no idea what was going on. We were just kind of sitting together, staring at all the shit that was going on around us. We could care less about the football game, like who was winning and losing. Like, that was really not that important to us. <laughs> and we're surrounded by people. So i don't know it's like i look back at that time like oh my god that must have been freaking scary or freaky but apparently not because i was too stupid to understand what was going on <laughs> and uh, and i think she was just mesmerized by the whole thing i do remember that at some point we were either thirsty or hungry i don't believe we were hungry because you don't really get hungry on acid but i decided like will you stay here and I'll go get us something to drink. You know, I'll be back in, I don't know, five or six hours. <laughs> Shit, fuck. So I leave her there in the bleachers, surrounded by a bunch of people screaming and yelling. And I decide to go to try and find something to drink on acid. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't fall down the bleacher stairs or on somebody. And, but I do remember that I got lost and maybe not so much lost as a, as opposed to, Oh my God, look at that. And stand there for 10 minutes staring at something. <laughs> it's like, God. I don't remember actually getting something to drink. And I have no idea how long I was gone. I really don't. It, it just, 
a long, long time. It was before the game ended, so it was, you know, within that time frame. But either way, I left her there all by herself while I'm on this secret mission to find something to drink. And I might come across some ants who are trying to cross the crevice in a sidewalk because that looks very interesting. You know, there was halftime, there was marching band, shit going on, and I found my way back to where she was. I have no idea how I did that, but somehow I did. And then she says, did you get something to drink? Like, uh, no, I, I don't believe I did. Um, not sure. And she just kind of held on to me at that point and said, you can't leave anymore. And so we just sat there for the rest of the game. Staring at all this weird shit on acid. Oh, my God. I don't think we screamed or yelled at anything. <laughs> Too busy looking at crap. You know, but thank God nothing bad happened to her or me at, at the game. Uh, Could have gone very, very wrong. I've seen some people do some really stupid shit when they're on hallucinogens. So that did not happen. I think she enjoyed just sitting there watching what was going on. So that worked out. The game finally ends. Kind of sit there and wait for everyone to pile out. We're just kind of watching everybody leave, right? Because that's more exciting than actually leaving. Like, oh, look at that. (laughs) So we, and I remember like it was virtually empty. We decided to leave. And now we're out in the parking lot. And the parking lot is empty. And now we are like on high tilt boogie peaking on acid and let's get on the motorcycle and go for a ride. What a great idea. Let's go sightseeing (laughs) at night. There you go. On my motorcycle. Great idea. Just hang on. I have no idea. God, I look back at that. I, I, you know, my wife's like, I have no idea why you didn't die. And like, I always wondered that myself. That could have been really, really, really bad. But I got on my bike and we started driving. And I live in a small town um, in Northern California, wine country. There were, at that point in time, there were about 53,000 people in this town. So it was one of the largest, you know, quote unquote, cities in Northern California above San Francisco. But it was still a small town. So it was easy to get around. You didn't get lost. You weren't stuck on giant freeways like you are in Los Angeles or San Diego. And I think we were just mostly impressed with all the pretty lights and things going on when driving. She didn't say anything. She was hanging on really tight. So that is good because it would have been really bad if she just would have fallen off. A lot of stop signs, stoplights, side roads. It was actually pretty easy. You could just keep driving and just end up somewhere. And that's what we did. And finally, I realized that I left something at home. I got to go back to my house and get something. I have no idea what it was. But I remember we made it back to my house. We go into my bedroom. And at that point in time, I decided, hey, you know what would be really cool? If we could listen to some music while on acid, you will really enjoy it. And she's like, okay. And it's the 70s, right? I got your lava lamps. I got your black light posters. I got black lights everywhere, candles, incense, pictures of Led Zeppelin on the wall, that kind of shit. White guy, stoner, long hair, 70s, teenager. There you go. 
kind of fit the stereotypical dude. And I even, so, so I had this black light paint. And so I would write shit on my walls. It was encrypted to me. So nobody could see it during normal daylight or normal lighting. But if you turn on a black light, all my greatest insights and knowledge of being a stoner burnout <laughs> would be written on my walls. I would write sayings and uh, artwork that I didn't want my parents to see. Stuff like I, I, I had a Bloister cult symbol on the wall because I was a big Bloister cult fan. Uh, oh, yeah. Better living through chemistry. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You know, all this goofy shit that I didn't want my parents to see. Yet when my friends came over and we're all fucking stoned and we got the black lights on, they're like, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> all right, man. That's right. And you're wondering, like, well, what is his, what are his parents doing? And they were either in denial or ignorant. But I believe they were just naive and they just left me alone. I got a whole bunch of stories of how in denial and naive my parents were when I lived there. Returning to the original story, sat her down, powered on all my equipment. I had a, a 70s Yamaha receiver and had two headphone outputs because, you know, that was the coolest thing to do. It was one of those, you know, silver-faced ones. Gave her a set of headphones. We each had a set of headphones. And I proceed to put on I Am the Walrus by the Beatles. Can't remember if she's ever heard it, but I know for a fact she has never heard it like this. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but it's kind of a, it's a different song. <laughs> Sounds really good on headphones and it's very weird. And right in the middle of the song, oh my God, she starts freaking out. She thinks people are out to get her, that, that she's being attacked. She starts getting scared. She thinks people are in the room and watching her and they're out to hurt us. And so I had to take the headphones off of her and she was shaking and she was crying. And I had to hold her like really tight and <laughs> tell her that it's okay. It's just, you know, John Lennon, you know, fucking with you in your ears. There really isn't anybody out to get us. And she didn't really believe me. So we had to leave, which was probably a good idea anyway, because I didn't want my parents to come home and have to explain why we're on acid. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, let's get back on the motorcycle when you're freaking out. What a great idea. And let's go. Let's go to the motel and just kind of chill for the rest of the night. So we get on the bike and we are fried like we are high as a kite driving around in the middle of town, looking at lights, colors, things that are going on. And we just kind of get lost and she finally, she, at this time, she's calmed down. She really enjoys looking around. It was a nice night out. Uh, the, the wind through your hair and the breeze and the cool air. And it just, I don't know if you've ever ridden a motorcycle or driven one, but there's just something about it. And we're not going 100 miles an hour. We're going like 35, you know, 40. We're in town. I'm not doing, I'm not driving like an asshole, but I'm on drugs. So, you know, kind of am an asshole, but either way, we finally make it to the motel. Now we're safe because we're just in the motel and 
nothing's going to happen. I really don't remember what we did. I don't think we did what we thought we were going to do while we were there because we were on acid. <laughs> so I don't, the night is kind of blurry after that, but I remember waking up the next day with a, you know, an acid hangover and she kind of told me like, you know what? I don't think I ever want to do that again. And I agreed with her that maybe it wasn't for her. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I dropped her off at her friend's house. I went to my friend's house, confirmed our stories to make sure they were straight. And then I went home and I probably slept the whole fucking day because it was like the weekend now. It's a funny story only because nothing bad happened. This story had the huge potential for disaster on so many levels. Now, I'm young, I'm stupid, I think I'm invincible, and why would something bad happen to me while doing drugs that just doesn't make any sense to me? And it never did, especially in the early days, because life was great. And I put her in serious danger on the back of my motorcycle. I'm 16. Like, I'm not highly experienced at motorcycle riding, because how can you? Mostly I've been riding dirt bikes my, most of my life. But still, you're not an expert driver at 16 years old. You know, and that our parents let us do this is even the, the weirdest part. But on, on the other hand, you got to look at the times. But that wasn't a big deal because, hey, you know, kids will be kids, you know, kids do what they do. That's just the way it goes. Going to a football game. How, how fun is that? But I put her in danger and I put myself in danger, which, you know, I deserve. But to put someone else in danger is not really a great idea. Not really well thought out. And I rarely thought of other people. It was always about me. She deserved a lot better than me. You know, and I really liked her. It wasn't like I was mean to her or, you know, I cheated on her with other girls. She was my girlfriend. But overall, I would rather hang out with my buddies on the weekend than hang out with her. Even though we did hang out a lot. I took her out to dinner. We, we did a lot of fun stuff. We went to, we went to plays. She liked doing that, but I left her alone on weekends quite a few times and didn't call her. But for whatever reason, she just loved the shit out of me, at least in high school love. That's what it was. And I for her. In the end, she broke up with me when she was in her senior year. You know, I was already out of school. She likes someone else, and she decided to break it off with me, and it broke my fucking heart. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I ignored her most through high school, and yet if she dumps me, then, you know, I'm devastated because she probably found somebody better than me. Ooh, that wouldn't have been a hard find. <laughs> God, I remember trying to... You know, hide from her in high school when I wanted to hang out with my friends at lunchtime or after school. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a piece of work. And her friends did not like me one bit. They could not understand our relationship. They were always telling her to get rid of me. And I have no idea why she didn't. So she finally wised up. 
dumped my ass. And I put her in harm a couple other times. I took her to a high school party, you know, where they, you know, keggers and live bands and people drunk everywhere. And she basically got drunk and fell asleep. So <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? Falling asleep. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that poor girl. That was the only other time we ever did that. She didn't smoke pot like I smoked pot all the time. And that's basically all I wanted to do was get high and get drunk and get wired. And she didn't. I started looking for her in the mid-2000s. I found her. She was still living in Northern California. She was doing community theater. And I went to go see her play. And I got to make my amends to her and apologize for the way I treated her and all the times that I put her in danger. And at this time, she, she was married. She had a really great husband that she absolutely loved. He sounded like a really nice guy. And I was really happy for her. I got to make my amends face to face. And that felt really good. It really did. And I was hoping she would accept my apology and how I treated her. And she did. And even if she didn't, I had to accept what she said would be okay. Luckily, she was okay with it. After the play, we went for coffee. And uh, it was really nice. And I always regret not treating her better. Unfortunately, I never learned from that relationship. I was still too young. It would take me quite a few more years to understand me and women. I hope you enjoyed another episode of The Insanity Project. Thank you for listening to The Insanity Project. I can be found at theinsanityproject.com. I would really like to hear from you. Tell me what you think. And please subscribe, rate, and review. And who knows, the review you write may help someone just like you. You know what you should do? You should have an episode titled The One Where. Like, the one where Brent crashes his motorcycle. Again. Okay. Like, for, like Friends. Like, oh. the title is of Friends. All right. Yeah, the one where Brent crashes his motorcycle. Well, it can't uh, yeah. be the one because I crashed my motorcycle several times. <laughs> You're not improving this story. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not a bad idea. That it actually is a good idea. I might use that. Can I use that? No. Are, are you going to pay me royalties? <laughs> yes, I will pay you royalties. Can I get royalties? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a Slurpee. <laughs>